Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here with Jesse. Today we are not at Conduit Coffee. For I noticed. Like the first time. Actually, we we've done like two, three other shows not at Conduit, but it's almost always at Conduit. Almost always, yeah. Different corners of Conduit. We've That's been right. kind of moving around depending on the. But the we are house. here today in my own humble abode, my apartment, because we want to talk about home espresso. Yep. And uh, use a little new machine that I've got my hands on. So before we get into espresso, we want to give a quick thanks to Breville for providing this wonderful machine. This is the Breville Barista Touch. Um, I'm like super in love with this machine. We're going to get into it, but I've been playing around with it a lot. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. Is that why we haven't fancy. seen you in a little while? Uh, You've just been here like I don't practicing. need your espresso anymore. I've got this. Oh, okay. Is that that's how it is? <laughs> who, brought the, who brought the coffee today for brewing? Oh, right. that's right. We are brewing conduit coffee. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Thank so, you, Breville. Yeah, this looks great. I can't wait to see see what you've learned on it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, home espresso. I uh, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it, but like, I'm sure many of you out there have wanted to make a latte at home, but you kind of always have that challenge. And I mean, honestly, uh, I've always just relegated my espresso needs to the nearest cafe because right. the equipment's a lot of cafes hard that do really good yeah the process is difficult to learn it's really hard to learn how to steam milk and it takes you know fifty thousand sure. lattes to be able to do latte art so you know if you want all of those things in your cup of coffee mm-hmm. usually you just go down the street but there are some really good ways and you don't necessarily need a really fancy machine like this there are other options but we want to explore that today so uh jesse you were telling me a little bit ago about you, some of your first experience with a coffee with espresso at home. Right. I mean, I think I think that everybody's pretty familiar with those little, the old school Bialetti, you know, Italian stovetop espresso machines. I mean, that's kind the of what you... The mocha pot. The mocha pot. Yeah, you see them everywhere, and that's kind of what uh, what a lot of, you know, Europeans mm-hmm. use for espresso style. And, and I definitely had a lot of fun growing up with those and seeing them, but... Um, a little yeah. bit of a sidebar. Is Do you consider those to be espresso? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're pressurizing the... The water mm-hmm. in a boiler and it's and it's pushing through kind of that puck of coffee okay. contained in a contained area of coffee and it's a real fine grind. Um, that's fair. You know, espresso is a method and that's one method of espresso. Yeah. But yeah, I um I I loved it when I was in Sicily hanging out at the at the farms there and, and that lovely little chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a wood wood fired oven and so every morning that was my routine was to get up and stoke the fire from the day before and. Get it hot enough to make a little stovetop espresso for me and the farmers, and you'd make a few of those in a row. And I learned how to drink out of the spout when you let it cool down when you're coming back from lunch, and you just pour it up and drink it out like a, like pouring like a, mm-hmm. like a milk pitcher. Oh yeah, yeah, of coffee yeah, down yeah. like that. Yeah, that's how all the farmers drink drink their mocha pots. Is like as a as a mug, as a hot mug, and then they just down the espresso out of it. You're being completely serious. Totally, that's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, I guess I'll make another one. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it's always it's not my favorite way to make coffee at all. I don't think it's 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 the best way to dial in a shot of espresso necessarily, but it's, uh, it's holds a very special place in my heart, and I think mm-hmm. it's a it's a very common way that people make coffee. Um, that's a, the espresso style. It doesn't have any kind of milk frothing, you know, and that's that's where mm. you know modern kind of cafe espressos. Yeah, I think uh, I I recommend those for people who want to like very cheaply or, or easily just kind of get into that sort of style. Uh, you can, I mean, you can have just espresso. You can make a nice like Cuban coffee with it. 
Um, I think it's a pretty popular yep. kind of coffee to make with that method. And then you can, I mean, you can still heat milk separately and make a pretty decent drink with it that you, that's different than a brewed coffee. Totally. Yeah. But you don't get that micro foam. It's hard to get the frothy, the milk foam, and even like the weird plunger things. And the weird plunger things? You want to tell us about the weird plunger things? <laughs> <laughs> Jesse is miming uh, frothing your milk with a French press. Yep. Uh, <laughs> or like, a, like I guess there are actual milk frothers that are like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they look like a French press. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could take a straw and, or maybe, you know, a reusable straw. And that just blow bubbles. And blow bubbles into it, yeah. <laughs> into your milk. All right. <laughs> uh, the, the, my, my first exposure to espresso was with a really cheap espresso machine. Um, at the time, we had, I don't know, it was like a $50 machine, and it, it had a portafilter mm-hmm. that kind of snapped in, and it technically steamed the milk, but I remember the coffee was never... I don't know. I never enjoyed it, so I just didn't even think about it. There's a lot of, like we talk about in a lot of the other episodes about temperature and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's really difficult in espresso. It's such a small amount of coffee, and it's such high pressure that all those little nuances make a big difference. And so if it's not quite up to temperature, the pressure is not quite right, then... And then there's the the grind of your coffee. Yeah. It's so critical with an espresso machine. That's why usually when I'm I'm recommending people want to get into like a home setup, that you budget at least $1,000 for the combined machine and grinder that's yeah. like minimum minimum yeah. i mean yeah a little yeah little barazza grinders and stuff like that are mm-hmm. they're decent but you have to spend quite a bit of yeah. money and if you really want to make a lot of coffee yeah another episode grinders <laughs> that's i mean wait we talked about uh what was that we've mentioned them before i'm pretty sure i'm thinking of the sifter we got into grinding a bit when we had the sifter right and that was an interesting experiment we have to bring that back yeah. Uh, but okay, so you've got you've got the mocha pot, you've got like cheap espresso machines, which you can. I mean, if if you just want to have the experience and play around with it, like sure, go ahead. You're just you're honestly not going to be able to make a near cafe grade like high quality coffee. If you're just brewing some dark roast, I think you know you'll probably be fine. It's fine. It's fun. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like all brew methods. People have their little dopamine reaction. Some other options include, like, the Nomad Espresso Machine, which I brought out so that you all can see it as you're listening on the radio show. <laughs> it's blue. Um, the handle's silver. Yeah. We'll, we'll link to it. We'll link to it in the show notes. Of course, everything we mentioned in the show notes will link there. But, I mean, the Nomad Machine, it's got, it's, it makes pressure, like, high-pressure espresso. You, it's you nice. It has that gauge on it. Yeah. And we did some testing with it. And it produces a really, really good cup of coffee. Um, you just add boiling water to the tank, and then you use this manual pump, and then you have espresso. Uh, so that's kind of cool. But um, it, there are some limitations, of course. It's manual. <laughs> and it actually doesn't do amazingly well with light roasted coffees, we found. Right, because uh, the water temperature probably isn't quite hot enough. It by the time it goes like through all that. mid to high... Like 198, I think, is about what it ends up brewing if you put the boiling water in there. Maybe. And maybe 195. And it's a little low. Light roasted needs like 202, 205. Yeah, 202 ish. Yeah. Um, but so if you want to go fancy though. It does have the cutest tamper. It does have the cutest tamper. That's I mean, sure. I don't know. I haven't seen Breville's tamper yet. It's, it's, still, it's cuter than Breville's uh, tamper, to be honest. Yeah. Boy, theirs isn't very heavy. No. Um, is it about the same size? Breville's bigger. Breville's slightly bigger, okay. I mean, 
And timbre wide, it's not even close to the same. Thing. The, the the one the only com- complaint I have really about the breeze to touch here is that their tamper is not very comfortable to use, but it works. Hmm. So Breville breeze to touch. Uh, this is the expensive solution. Uh, they actually have um, a lower model, which I'll link to it, that does not have the touch screen. Um, I guess. It's much less expensive, but it's not just the touchscreen. The Barista Touch takes technology from, I believe, the Oracle. So the the boiler in it and um, the steam technology, everything, like the grinder, everything about this is like as high quality as you can get in a home machine. And we're going to brew some coffee with it um, and just dive in and then talk about it. So I actually haven't, like done anything except use like the built-in customization. Just your pumpkin spice lattes in the um, morning. Right. Just <laughs> every morning a pumpkin spice latte. I actually I, I made... Um, I don't have to go to the so I, I, Because my birthday was earlier in the week so I made um, I did some, some treats for myself. I made some whipped cream. I did make some pumpkin spice whipped cream because I have pumpkin spice <laughs> and I was making the whipped we know. cream anyways. So I had, I had some I had some uh, uh, pumpkin spice campana. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah. Treat yourself when you're exactly. birthday. Yeah. Treat yourself. Um, but what I usually have been doing is the Americano because I don't. You drink I don't drink coffee. a lot of milk. <laughs> yeah. But we are going to steam some milk. Um, but they have a bunch of presets on here: espresso, Americano, latte, flat white. But it doesn't. It holds coffee in it for the grinder. But there's no milk reservoirs, or there's no milk reservoir. No. Okay. So it's it's like it's. I mean, it's a semi-automatic machine. It does a lot of work for you, but you still you gotta you know grind get the coffee in the tamper. You gotta tamp it. Put it in the thing. So there's some um, romance still left in the whole process. Yeah, it's it's actually I, I find it to be an enjoyable like experience. Um, you can't pull shots and steam at the same time, but one of the things that this machine has is it it heats the water like super fast. So you're not waiting for the water to heat. Like yeah. it'll start steaming within like five seconds of you hitting the thing. Okay, which is I think. Pretty darn impressive, and it pulls shots pretty quickly too. Um, what do you think? Should we make a yeah make a latte? Uh, let's 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 just see. What would you like? I want to just get espresso, just straight up. I want to say I want to see the basic operation work. All right. and then I want to talk about the milk frothing, but I kind of want to talk about some features and. Okay. I'm just kind of looking at this. I wish you all could see it. The tamper, I agree with the tamper and what you're saying, but it is kind of slick how it clicks up yeah. inside, like underneath the thing. Like, yeah, it's it it, it is metallic as a spot for it, and it just sits. Magnets. Um, the thing I find, because I, I want to push down on this, yeah. and it's like a very small, like the handle is a very small space to push down, so it's not terribly comfortable. Or I have my wrist awkwardly placed. But um, Oh, barista life is so hard. <laughs> I, I mean, I can see how if I was making um, like several hundred coffees a day, how I oh, would yeah. end up with serious wrist problems. It's one of the first things we teach is, is how to hold that properly. Otherwise, uh, you get all that carpal tunnel. Okay, so there there are a couple ways to go about this. We're gonna go into the espresso. I actually I have this. So you put the porter filter just under the grinder, just hold it there. Right, exactly. It looks like two group heads, but there's one group head, and then the other one's the grinder group head that the porter filter sits into. Uh, precisely, and I can push this in to start the grind, or I can hit the grind here. There's some settings I can do. So this actually grinds based off a of time. Okay. Uh, and I can change the grind size. Now I I set this for um, the last time I tinkered with this. I had the Columbia like your Columbia in yeah. there. And I got it like, it was like 
I don't want to say it was as completely as good as like on the Mavam. Like this isn't a Mavam, but I was so happy with yeah. the coffee coming out of this. Cool. And like I hardly know what I'm doing, so I'm just gonna go with these same settings. And yeah, gonna... uh, this is our espresso blend, so it's a little bit darker. Uh, the last bit of this. So another one little tricky thing with this: if you switch coffees oh. up a bunch, like you can take this off. But there's always going to be a little bit of coffee left in here. Right. And there always is in grinders. That's why when we switch, we clean it. I could purge, but I don't want to waste any coffee. So the last little bit of this is spring blossom. So this is going to be like a little spring blossom plus loco focus. <laughs> okay, cool. We'll just uh, we'll go from there. Um, I should have, one second. So one thing I am learning about an espresso machine is that this thing makes a lot of mess if I let it. Espresso makes a lot of mess. <laughs> <laughs> Which is something I never would have thought of before, but, um, yeah. So oh, like, Joseph, I, I'm just, I'm going to make a list of things to bring to you. Okay. Let the audience remember that we need to bring Joseph a tamp pad. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. I have a tiny little scrap of one. That's perfect for you. Cool. I've been Tampa. doing this just on the Joseph also needs some like shot this. glasses because it's not going to work to brew coffee. I, I'm tamping to the best of my knowledge and experience. I mean, I, I remember when Francis was um, working with you. Oh, Francis. Uh, oh, Francis, off in Milan. But I remember <laughs> as he was learning, as he was learning, like, all the espresso stuff, I, like, watched along with him intently, and we'd talk about, like, um, you know, he'd brew, we'd taste the coffee, he'd be like, it's not quite right, what's going on? The grind size looks right, the weights, the measurements, yada, yada, and we'd start looking at, like, how he was tamping, and, like, the, the slightest adjustment in the levelment of the bed made an entire bit of difference. Yeah, especially, I, I mean, how many grams is this basket? Like, 15? I honestly have not, but yeah, how many grams of coffee is in here? Yeah. I honestly have no idea. Yeah, I don't. Still I, haven't measured. I mean, it looks like the porter filter probably weighs like four hundred grams. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a hefty. <laughs> I was curious about the amount of coffee. It's yeah. not very much coffee in these home espresso machines. That's that's one of the issues, like with pods and the home espresso machines, is that they tend to be pretty small, mm. which means that the variables on your 10, 12 grams of coffee, like mm. if it's mistamped or something like that, that overexposure, overextraction is really going to make a difference because they're it's a lot smaller gotcha. amount to mess that makes up. Sense. Like so this is this is a narrower, right? Um, Porter filter than what you use, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. You mean on the professional machines? Yeah. Yeah. All right. But this is, I mean, this is solid for a home machine. And he just twisted that right in and it didn't move on the counter or anything. It's not like you have to hold it. That's about yeah. the big thing is that they tend to slide. I do have that sometimes if I'm overzealous, um, but I've been getting careful about it. Okay, so we ground the coffee into the porter filter. I tamped it down. Um, I, I don't know how much pressure I used. I I've been I've been getting more aggressive with it just to see what would happen. Um, you find it's a little sweet spot. I find that it's more about the grind, and you can just feel mm -hmm. it when it locks in and makes that puck. Yeah. Uh, it looks good, but now we're gonna brew. So yep. it's uh, this is gonna brew a double. Better. And <laughs> it's heating. And it, it took that long to heat, which is pretty cool. like it's could come out a little smoother I don't know. it just it brews for 30 seconds 
uh, at this current setting. Okay. So this is something I think that can be adjusted, but I haven't gotten into that. We can toy tinker around with things. This is like a, yeah. I feel like we we almost need to take a pause in the recording and dial it in a little bit more. Possibly. Have a drink. I mean, it looks nice. There's a lot of crema on there. Yeah. Honestly, I think it tastes delicious. That is good. Uh, this reminds me of Christos and his long pole ah, drip coffees that yeah. he does. He, Christos at Ghost, Ghost Note Coffee in Capitol Hill has a special espresso machine that he's dialed in to brew essentially his drip coffee, what he calls it. And it's a little coarser grind and does full pours on that one. Uh, so I'm going to just take a quick picture of what we got here so you can see what we're looking at in terms of... Actually, do you mind holding that up? Okay. So there will be a picture in the show notes so you can see just how much espresso this is made. This is more than what I think I would get in... Um, this like is a very long that. pole. The glass is really deceiving. Now that I look at it again, like this... Hmm. this it's a lot. I mean, it's wide, right? So you're getting magnification on that. That's true. It's, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's um, a, I would like to... Do you have a scale handy, right? Yeah. Um, next time around, I'd like to get some weights on here and see what's okay. happening. Yeah, why don't we do a round where we just weigh everything? Because I actually haven't done that yet, so that would be fun. All right. I mean, th I mean, the, to me, this looks like a kind of a fast shot. We just first first time dialing in. The coffees sure. are switching up. Um, so one thing I have been wary, but it's good with this thing is is making sure things stay clean. Um, I know because we got to do videos with it. Well, just in general, like you. You make you make a you make an espresso with this. You still have to empty out the tamper. You gotta wash it. You know, make sure things dry. You gotta make sure that stays clean. The the uh, what is that shower head or whatever? Oh yeah, the screen group. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I, I, I mean, that's the thing is espressos. It's involved. back to what I've been saying. You know, in other episodes about being a really difficult method to brew. Um, there's a lot of skill that goes in, and and literally, it's the consistency, cleanliness. Um, that matter the most with espresso. Dripping water everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fun to watch Joseph in his house doing this. In my tiny apartment. Yeah. The, this apartment is a little small for... This three and a half thousand foot McMansion in Ballard that you live in. <laughs> so one of the things that I sometimes have trouble with, I'm not sure how much of a big deal is this, maybe you can tell me, but after I finish, after I do a brew on this, you know, I, t I tap out the the puck and then I give the whole thing a rinse. Um, some water gets trapped in the bottom of the portafilter usually. Under the screen, yeah. Out. But if I'm gonna do another one, uh, sometimes I find it hard to get all the moisture out of the Yeah, you don't need to rinse it Maybe necessarily. It yeah, you just wipe it out. Um, you just wipe it out, oh, okay. I mean, technically I think with food service you're supposed to use a disinfectant rag between each one, but it's a hot surface. Um, also, this is mine. Yeah. In, in in the home thing, so <laughs> we only need to be two. Uh... Yeah, and the problem I have when you start rinsing it out, and it happens on our machine too at, at Conduit, but the um, the water gets stuck up in there, and then like when you weigh it, when you tear the scale, like what you're doing right now. Oh, okay. Um, then you go and put the water or get the coffee in it, and you put it back, and the water's dripped out someplace else, and it'll. I mean, oh, a water, yeah. a gram of water isn't very much water to fall but out a of a gram of coffee is. But it makes a, a big difference, if it, especially yeah. when you're trying to get like 17.7 grams. So being off by half a gram, like it completely right. ruins the whole point of having. <laughs> for sure. Um, so for this one, just for point of interest, the portafilter with the basket in it. They got removable baskets, by the way. Cool. So um, I'm using the, uh, this is the one they designated for double shots with fresh coffee. So it's 450 grams. 448.8. Seven. It's pretty close to what I said. Yeah. 
man. You didn't even touch it either. No. You just looked at it. Yeah. This man. This man here. <laughs> I can I can gauge the grams of anything I'm looking at. <laughs> See that squirrel out there in that window? <laughs> What's <laughs> nice about your apartment, Joseph, is that there's windows to look at, and it's not street noise of Westlake, so hopefully the listeners can appreciate that we aren't having semi-trucks rattling everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, so what do, what do we think we should do with this one? Just another espresso? Um, basically what we did, but weighing it out? Yeah. Or, okay. Let's see what happens. So um, We want to burn through some of this anyways because it's switching over to a different coffee. That's true. So let's just do the same thing. All right. So uh, just for uh, edification, on the Rebel Barista Touch, the grind time I have at 14 seconds. Um, and actually, let me see if I can tap into this just out of curiosity. So they have they have some preset time sort of estimations. This is based off a double shot. You can switch over to a single shot and it lowers the, the time setting. Although you can just manually adjust it. Oops. Yeah. So I haven't been like tinkering around with this a whole bunch because I've been pretty satisfied with what I've been able to get. Right, and that's just from and adjusting. And you just got to figure out how it works. Yeah, just from adjusting yeah. like the standard settings. I think that's pretty cool. And that's what's cool about this, and it's it's fairly professional in that regard. Is that it, it does have all the things you can adjust on it. It's not mm -hmm. super automatic in that way, so it's kind of fun. Fifteen point eight. <laughs> yeah, you guessed fifteen grams. Mm-hmm. Okay, 15.7, 15.8 grams of coffee, and now we're going to see how much actual espresso that makes. Hmm? Oh, yeah, right. I have, to <laughs> I have to tear the actual cup. Okay. There we go. And brewing the double. Just touches the screen, turns right on. That's right. Um... A thing about this, so this is a this is a tanked machine, which means you have to fill the water tank in the back. Right. Um, holds quite a bit, though. It does. It does hold quite a bit. It also has a built-in filter, although I still put in filtered water just to yeah. prolong the life of that filter. Um, also, the water in my apartment building is terrible if you take it from the tap. Is so, it really? Oh, it's horrible. Taste of chlorine. So that's going to be like 55 grams. Smells good. 50 grams. Okay. Let's see. Let's see how. 50 or 55? 50. 40. 88.2. 88.2. <laughs> right. Not that good. Not the, that the cup good. actually isn't that deceiving. <laughs> it's exactly what so, it looks like. So 15 to 88. That is, that is pretty hefty. I think you usually you all aim for like 2, two to, to 1. one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah. But this, I mean, this makes a... But it's good looking. I mean... Has good crema on it. Yeah, that's more of the loco in there now. I think all the, I think all the spring blossoms gone. Spring blossom is putting some spice in there. Yeah, um, I have. It's been a long time since I've had our espresso on a shot like this, and it's not terrible. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's try to recreate the shot that you would then. Okay. And then we'll do a coffee with milk. And okay. See how we get. So, do we want to pause? Yeah. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to um, set up <laughs> and just try to make a shot as we normally would. Then we'll come back and talk about what we it's did. It's going to be a lot of grinding and stuff that's yeah. hard to record over. Um, just to see what the difference in time versus exactly. grind setting. 
Um, and the thing is about espresso, and we can talk about this follow up on this, but um, when you are dialing an espresso, it doesn't matter where you're at, at home or professionally, is you want to kind of pick one variable at a time to sort of adjust and see how that affects things. So because it wasn't that perfect of a shot, you probably, um, you know, just start with one variable, like the grind setting and see how that, see how that affects it. So that's what we're going to start with. Okay. Well, the, the amount I think looked good. Like the, the total amount that was in there. Yeah. So I don't think we need to adjust the time on here. But a finer grind is going to take longer to, oh, that's longer true. to grind. That's true. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll play around with it yeah. and then we'll come back to you when we have some more information. Yep. Okay, we're back. So we did a bunch of stuff. Uh, we did. Uh, it actually didn't take that long. I mean, it's been 15 minutes, maybe. Yeah. It just It's just loud to figure out the grind and stuff like that. But we made a couple adjustments. Yeah. Before, we were at 14 seconds of grinding, and the grind size at 11, the setting at 11. We kept the brew time the same, right, we think? Uh, roughly. Roughly the same. So it... It's it at 25 like seconds. It has, a, it has a base of double, which I think is somewhat variable, because sometimes it went to 25, sometimes it went to 30. Right. Or, or maybe double is 30 seconds, and when you go to custom, it automatically lows 25. So I think we were brewing at 30 seconds before, and now we're down to 25 seconds. Yeah, so but, we shortened it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, we tried going all the way down to actually 20 seconds, yeah. um, and that didn't work yeah. out. But the grind now, it's a it's much tighter grind. We're at 7 instead mm -hmm. of 11. Um, a little bit longer in grind time, just because fine grind takes yeah. longer. Um, yeah, and it's coming out looking like nice, nice golden espresso. You get that little red line in yeah. there. It's it's a uh, rose line, excuse me. It's a little on the sour side. Yeah. But, so, um, and that's where I think there's a challenge of trying to make it look like a professional shot coming out versus these things that tend to be, you know, you can go a little bit mm -hmm. longer on that just because it's. Yeah. Uh, but it's fun to experiment with. Uh, yeah. And now we're going to steam some milk. Yeah, so, this is cool. So what's this little button do under the steam thing? So it says I, keep dry. So that, but it's what I believe, on. is A, this detects that the milk's on there. B, it's a temperature detector. Oh. So all you need to do is so you just literally just sit load there. the milk, sit it there, and then hit the steam button. Okay, do they have any instructions on how much you should fill your milk to? Why aren't um, there lines inside the... At least milk? above, so the steam one has a, has a line. Well, yeah, obviously. So it needs to be submerged that. that. Otherwise, maybe? I don't know. I didn't read the directions. I don't read directions. But it seems like you'd have a line on the inside of the optimal steaming. Could be, but I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. If we find an answer, I'll put it in the show notes. The faux show notes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so I've got this on the latte setting. I haven't done enough milk yet to be 100% sure that the steaming is different if you go to like flat white or cappuccino. Like, I think it does end up foamier with a cappuccino. Yeah, let's do a cappuccino. Um, let's see what it looks like. Okay. So, oh, yeah, there's this... Uh, oh, yeah, get off okay. 150 there's kind degrees. Of a, there's kind of a froth setting. We don't uh, want to go to 150? No. What do we go to? 135. 130. 130 or 135? 130. 130. Okay. It's in, it's in sets of 10, so... All right. I haven't I haven't fiddled with this at all. I'm just doing base. I, I like but, I like cooler milk like that. 150 cool. to be is pretty hot, and you start getting sour milk. And I think in general... Okay. People are much happier with their milk. Sure. This is this is a whole milk we're using. Um, can't remember the brand, but it's pretty good. Cool. Quality this is, stuff, we got so. the banana stand. Exactly. There's always money in the banana. Stand. Always money in the banana stand. All right. All right. Ready to froth? Would yeah. you like to do the? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I have never done push button frothing before. I'm an elitist. Frothing. Oh, it's frothing. No vortex. It doesn't really make a... Can you get different steam on tips for it? 
I don't think so. I think this is what you get. Um, the the steam tip for this is pretty sophisticated. Has a temperature readout as it's growing. As it's yeah, it starts at one of five, and it'll start going up once the milk actually gets there. Right. So after it's done steaming, it'll lift the steam tip, pull out the milk, and then once you put the steam tip down, it'll actually self-purge. Huh. Uh, and the outside of the the steam wand is actually it's specially constructed. It doesn't get that hot. So you can immediately wipe it. Yeah, it's insulated. Without burning yourself. That's pretty good. I think think you should do the honors of of pouring and show me how it's done. All right. Show the audience. This is going to purge itself. You should. Oh, yeah. You pouring. You know, that's not bad. Uh, cappuccino foam. I mean, there's some big bubbles, but you can't get that out. I mean, anyways. Um, yes. I mean, if you look at this, that's a nice little foam. I mean, I'm yeah. actually surprised. It, it, looks, it, didn't, it looks good. It, like, did the process backwards from what I would do. I mean, if you're a home a home brewer and you can come up with something like that, I mean. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, that, that's a nice little latte at home. Yeah. And it's not like this is a fancy cup that helps pour. I mean, no, a, this I is mean, just a Aside standard. from the Cafe Grumpy. Yeah. Shoot, that tastes good. I'm going to start doing 130. <laughs> that's so much sweeter. Yeah, I mean, I think milk sweetness and that's the thing. And there's there's some evidence that we just, as consumers, drink way too much milk in our coffee. And, and yeah. milk that's that's at 150 hotter, like it, the proteins are harder to break down mm-hmm. and our bodies start rejecting them. So there's even some evidence of lactose intolerance coming from Interesting. our bodies just not wanting this milk because it doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, if you picture 180 degrees, like the legal limit of what you're allowed to serve hot beverages at, like that's, that's nuts for milk. I can't even imagine. Oh yeah, it smells like fourth grade. It smells like microwaved <laughs> milk. You know where you get the yeah. milk skim off of it and that smell, and it's like, but that totally affects uh, the flavor of the coffee. Yeah, you know. So I think it's a really easy thing. That's what I like about this. Like it has a nice little temperature readout and and mm-hmm. shut it off automatically on that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we obviously tinkered around quite a bit with this today, and that was a lot of fun. But I'm also just like. I'm pleased as punch that I was happy with the coffee I was making just on the base settings. They but weren't that far off. No. What, what was the base setting on grind? Well, so the grind was 16 seconds. and Well, I, I can't remember what the base one was. I had, I had taken it down a couple notches. Yeah. So I was at 16 seconds, which I think is what it was always at. And I took it down to 11. It might have been starting at like 14 or something like that. Yep. Um, but I, I always like going finer like on all my brews just to try to experiment. So... Uh, we went down to seven, and that was yeah. good. And then taking the milk temperature down, that's a good idea as well. Yeah, and I think you know we might bump it up to eight. Might be a decent way to, you oh, know, for the grind size. Yeah, for the grind true. size, it might be get a little bit more out. It, it might be struggling a little bit with that fine grind okay. now that we're fully into the espresso yeah. blend. It looks like there's different froth settings, so you can you can get less froth. You can do more of a, a flat white. Right. So that, that froth setting is what they're adjusting between those yeah. presets. Which. There's nothing much you can do about that other is than... Is 8 the highest froth. froth? Yeah. So this is the highest froth, which is a pretty good froth thickness, yeah. it seems like. That's a pretty good amount. I'm happy with that. I mean, it's not a dry cappuccino, though. Um, <coughs> no. I don't want one, so... And you can just make hot milk. So, <laughs> so yeah, obviously, because you don't put espresso in it. Right. 
<laughs> but but that's cool if you so you could like do a hot cocoa with this or something. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so that's that's like really fancy machine, but um, and this is ways, a lot of ways to. It's it seems expensive on the on the basic sticker price on this. I think. Um, I think it's about twenty one hundred. We'll we'll double check and I'll have that in the show notes. Yeah, uh, but it, it also includes the grinder and the grind. Actually, I mean. The grinder is pretty quality. I haven't obviously spent that much time with it as far as longevity goes. It's the nicest um, grinder I've ever used. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's better than, uh, you know, the basic burr grinders yeah. and stuff like that for sure, especially for that espresso grind. Yeah, um, I want to say you're at least spending $600 to get yeah. a grinder this quality. Yeah, and it's uh, it's cool. And the, the settings and having all the settings together like that, yeah, it's a pretty cool little machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. There's a few things. I mean, it's the same thing with espresso. It's just like the cleanliness and the consistency yeah. of everything is hard. And that's why home espresso is difficult because... Well, and, you, and you, you've you been talking lately about um, just some general thoughts on on espresso. <laughs> I don't know if you want to get into it. We could get into it in the after show. Yeah. Uh, we're starting this after show thing. Yeah. This is like the first mention of kind of a new thing that we're I doing. I kind of snuck it in there. Yeah. You told me not to, but I did anyways. After, absolutely. After if, if you're curious, it'll it'll eventually be in the show notes. You'll find Anyways, it. You'll you'll see it eventually. Um, yeah, I mean, I espresso is a difficult brew method, yeah. you know. And to dial it in, I mean, you wouldn't have to make a whole lot of changes in the future yeah. until you get a different coffee. But that's you know that's kind of standard stuff. I think that it's the but cleanliness. But as we, as we were tinkering around with it too, like you're, you're like measure it, do this, do that, and I'm like, damn it, I just want to make a coffee. Right. And, it's like, don't and, forget to tear the scale. And we're doing this intentionally to explore it. And like, so if you're if you're just making coffee at home, like there's a lot. Espresso, espresso is a lot of work for what you get. Yeah. But but. If you put in the effort of practice, then you get that. Yeah, and that is a really awesome experience. This is really cool to be able to make at home. Right. So, and um, I mean, this this isn't super automatic. It's not tamping it for you like some of the other ones and stuff like that. But I think I like the process. All those processes take that little extra amount of effort, and it gets really expensive to do that consistently with a robot. And so I think I think this is a, a nice combination of some slick little features to make the standard manual sure. espresso. Yeah. A pretty sweet little operation. Some really good quality, uh, yeah. Good quality equipment. Um, I also just I like the process of making coffee in general, no matter what it is, and I still feel like I get to make the coffee with this. Yeah. Even though a lot of it is just pushing a couple buttons, but um, still, I feel like I'm making the coffee, and that's cool. Cool. Um, so yeah, home espresso. So yeah, maybe... we're gonna come back to this. Espresso is a it's a constant topic. And it's, it's a lot of fun. For sure. And we got some cool toys now. So uh, one last thank you again to Breville. This is the Breville Barista Touch. Uh, they provided it to us for um, having some fun with and checking it out and talking about it. I'll check out the show notes for more information. Yeah, it'll almost fit into a backpack. Uh, if you needed to. If you really yeah, needed to. Yeah, I would to. empty the reservoir first, save yeah. some weight. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> not, not carry around a reservoir of water. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Uh, we're not calling this portable. <laughs> no, it's not a portable espresso. No. That's another episode. That is. Thank you for listening. It's been Coffee Lovers Radio. Catch you in the next one. Yeah, cheers. Thanks, Joseph. You have been listening to Coffee Lovers Radio. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Support the producers. Check out Coffee Lovers Magazine at coffeeloversmag.com and download our app. Also get yourself some fantastic coffee from Conduit Coffee at conduitcoffee.com.